The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. This is Hi-Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hardell. Toronto's News, today's talk, 640 Toronto. It's over, my friends. It's all over. Thank God. What? The month of September. All right. It's still September, but it's the weekend. Tough month. Ooh, it was. The weather was nice. Seasonally nice. It's actually the nicest uh, month of the year weather-wise, and uh, this was certainly in keeping. And from a stock market point of view, September tends to be the toughest month of the year. And uh, uh, we did forewarn. Um, and we said, don't worry about it. Uh, it's going to happen. A little volatility to be expected. Market down over 4% in the month of September. Um, that's the bad news. Uh, market down four, basically, well, no, not basically. Market is down four weeks in a row. Bad news. But bad news is good news. Market down, market oversold. Um, buy low, sell high. Ever hear that? Uh, October tends to be a very, very good month in the market. Uh, so seasonally, the market was weak in September and seasonally, it should be stronger in October. Well, uh, that's how I'm voting uh, with uh, my money, uh, putting money to work. Uh, indeed, just chipping away at quality names. It's, the market is really amazing. Uh, 11 different sectors, uh, thousands of companies, about 5,000, in fact, uh, in North America, 5,000 publicly traded companies. Uh, Jack and I, in our process for managing money, uh, wean that down to about, call it 600 names that we pay very close attention to, high-quality businesses uh, that will uh, have a high chance of standing the test of time. Uh, but even high-quality business, they go in and out of favor. Uh, good old Apple losing a bit of its luster. Gold, it has no luster. Uh, real estate, uh, ooh. Uh, REITs, they call them, they're terrible. Uh, in half, down 60% from their peaks and trending even lower. It's unbelievable. Uh, drug stocks, lower. Uh, Canadian banks, lower. Booze, lower. Uh, housing stocks in the United States, pausing, retreating, trying to hold in, but... Yeah. A lot of money went there, and hot money leaves first. Um, Hershey, uh, I touched that uh, company, melted it. You know the chocolate company? Yep, lower. Uh, Tim Hortons, McDonald's, Darden Restaurants, trending lower. Uh, financials south of the border, interesting. Financials, the banks, lower. The insurance stocks, pointing higher. Uh, private equity, asset managers, the Apollo Blackstone, pointing higher. Uh, a couple other really name, uh, interesting names that look, so I mentioned about the stuff that looks lower, the golds and the likes. Uh, stuff that looks higher, oil, Google, booking.com, insurance stocks, um, NVIDIA. Those last names I mentioned to you are names that have had slight market pullbacks, but no technical damage. That's the stuff I think is going to turn first. Um, again, Jack and I spend uh, every day uh, paying attention to about the 600 companies very closely and just monitoring uh, money flows, uh, of course, paying attention to research. Uh, so amongst 540 stocks, I'm going to say 65% look lower, probably 20% look sideways, and maybe the balance look higher. So the name of the game is to get the stuff that is pushing up, but real estate. Unbelievable. Just REIT after REIT after REIT is moving lower. Uh, the highest quality and the lowest quality. And, and, and they're paying juicy dividends. And that is the uh, juxtaposite. 
because they pay big dividends, they're treated sort of like bonds. And well, guess what? Uh, interest rates go higher, bonds go lower. And so to do high dividend paying names. Interest rates up, high dividend payers go lower. And it's just incredible to see the real estate market uh, you know, pull back, what, 55, 60%. I can give you umpteen real estate stocks that are down that much money. Uh, Toronto housing, on the other hand, I don't know. I've been betting against it mentally for a long time and I've been dead wrong. I said, this is too high. It's too high. It's too high. It's too high. There's too much debt. It's too high. And it just kept pushing higher. Um, maybe now the lag effects uh, are about to be seen. The lag effects from the rising of interest rates at such a rapid pace. Uh, interest rates have gone from basically zero to uh, call it four and a half percent on the 10 year bond. Uh, mortgages, you're now playing with a, a six and a seven handle, I think, on certain terms. Um, but real estate hasn't cracked yet but when they raise interest rates there is a lag effect so again when i look at what's going on in the market it's telling me something question is what is it telling me now if i listen close enough and pay attention it's telling that probably next year there will be a recession um they've been waiting for it and calling for it and it just takes time it takes about 18 to 24 months for the effects of higher interest rates to hit the market uh just chatting uh, offline uh, with a very good friend of ours and a uh star in the Canadian real estate, um, the roaring Mr. Frank Leo the Lion. Do you, do you not roar? roar? Uh, I, I howl. Uh, well, you, Give us a roar. Give us a roar, Frank. Roar. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Wolf. Uh, thanks for inviting me. It's always a pleasure to see you guys. Uh, you know, you guys are on top of uh, the markets and sharing your wealth of information, and that uh, is something that the public needs at all times. And so I'm glad to uh, to join you today, and, and hopefully I can share some of that uh information as well. I appreciate No, I appreciate that, Frank. Uh, you know, uh, housing, uh, home ownership is cornerstone, um, cor- cornerstone wealth uh, creation. Uh, I, I believe families uh, should work hard to try to own a home. Um, but that is not necessarily a hard and fast rule. Uh, the math is telling me right now, if you can find rent and you're, you know, a couple or a single person, rent is the way to go. Home ownership has become uneconomical uh, with prices not falling and interest rates capitulating, <laughs> propelling uh, higher. Uh, good good piece in the, uh, I guess it was the Toronto Star, Jack, this piece you gave me? That was in the Globe uh, Mail. Wolf. was the Globe. It was a very, very good piece. Week. Headline for Toronto sellers. The current market is Deadsville. Um, past three weeks, uh, well, what's going on here? There's no listings or, or stuff isn't trading, Frank. You know, the market in Toronto is is very resilient. But yes, there is some concerns because these interest rates um, have not just gone up, they've skyrocketed up. And Mm -hmm. this is hurting families on the the base level. I mean, the financial impact is monthly on their mortgages going up 40, 50, 60, even 100%. It's not sustainable. We're hearing horror stories. There is a lag, as you mentioned. Um, a year and a half is typically when you start seeing these things and when they're coming through. And we're starting to see people who cannot no longer afford. It's not even a question of wanting to. They can't afford to maintain their monthly obligations as mortgages increase. Again, uh, to borrow $100,000 when interest rates were at their historic lows and people are buying, uh, borrowing money at one and a half, two percent um a hundred thousand dollars borrowed cost less than four hundred dollars a month to carry correct frank correct, correct. and today to carry a hundred thousand dollars costs you about what seven hundred dollars a month seven hundred dollars six seven hundred dollars yeah. a month so to go from 400 to let's just say 600 that's a 50 percent increase um and again 
And if your home is paid for, you have nothing to worry about. If you have $100,000 left on the mortgage on in the main, you don't have anything to worry about. And if you have excess cash, just pay it down. And my entire career, for 23 years on Bay Street, I've begged society to pay down debt. Because I watched in 23 years, debt levels go from a $100,000 mortgage to a standard million-dollar mortgage. My head was spinning. And I said, this is not sustainable. Well, real estate's going higher. I said, at some point, people won't be able to afford it. You you were telling us a story, um, you paint the picture of the, uh, you know, uh, real, but uh, the names will be disguised. Uh, but uh, please. You know, it's, it's not just one story, but many stories. But, you know, we're getting people who are, are, are facing mortgages that, you know, have gone up substantially. How know? much? Like from well, what to what? From what? I mean, we have one just last week was from 33. 400 to 5600 mm-hmm. you know and that's a variable rate mortgage so that's that's an extra we have another one that's uh, about $13,000 a month now and, and and that's that's only the mortgage so one one thing people don't realize they, so is, they have a $13,000 a month mortgage today and how, how and how large was it uh, 3 years ago well, I mean, the monthly payment? it would have been it would have been close to half half right? that. Yeah, so I mean that's a huge I, jump. But, but again the, the, this couple you're referring to seem to be a pretty Average working Canadian family. The the, the one individual worked in education, and their spouse had a a a trades a a trades position. That's right. So so both parties making roughly one hundred and ten thousand dollars each. So 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 they have to cough up thirteen a month on that salary. It's not sustainable. And so now it forces people who don't want to make a move, who need to make a move just to alleviate that problem. The problem is who's going to come in and take over their, their debt obligation? Who's going to have that kind of money monthly to spend? And that's a lower amount of a lower percentage of people that can afford it. Um, there's, there's a phrase in the market called the bank tightening, and that's where they basically want to restrict money. And they also, to be to, to restrict money, they increase what's called lending standards. Um have you witnessed banks getting tighter with money and restricting and, and adding extra covenants and restrictions? Um, the amount, on the mortgages? amount Please. of 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 uh, hoops that people have to go through, and and to realize they don't get accepted. I mean, we had a, a situation right now where someone sold their property and they bought another property, so they they have that in place, but the closing dates didn't line up, mm-hmm. and so. Um, you know, we we had to swoop in there and help them because the bank would not lend them the bridge loan. Otherwise, you get sued because it was only a one-month differential. I mean, the property was sold. It was fine, but they wouldn't give them the money for that one one month. Unbelievable. Yeah, and, and, and many people are going through that. Now, we are fortunate because we help our clients, but if they weren't dealing with us, you know, they had purchased before they called us. They had their home on the market. They couldn't sell it. We went in and sold it, got it done. But, of course, the closing date didn't match up, but we fixed that. And their financial institution actually was very embarrassed. As they should be. Yeah, because they weren't helping their client. We came in, we helped the client, and then they were embarrassed. Yeah, no, because these decisions often get made at head office. So so your contact person doesn't have the clout uh, to override uh, policies that can be too rigid, uh, and then they put the customer aside and forget about who the individual is. These are is. families, though. I understand. Well, that's the problem. I get We're it. hurting the, the, you know, the, the backbone of our society. Hi-Fi Radio, 640 Toronto. I am Wolfgang Klein, spending some time with the master of real estate, Mr. Frank Leo the Lion. Uh, markets have changed. Um, friends, you want to pay attention. Frank's going to educate us on uh, how to navigate uh, the challenging market. Uh, if you're a buyer, 
Well, perhaps you have some leverage because uh, I think sellers are under a bit of pressure right now. Uh, Going to take a quick break. Get right back to the show. Again, any questions for Jack or I, WolfgangKlein.com. And we're here each and every Saturday to spend an hour with you. And we're just getting started. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. There's more Hi-Fi Radio in a moment on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back. Show about money. It's Hi-Fi Radio. I'm Wolfgang Klein, your host for the next about well, 45 minutes. Spending some time, of course, with my partner Jack Hartle and Frank Leo the Lion. We're talking real estate right now. We're talking about homelessness uh, in the next segment, and we're going to uh, speak with a uh, doctor who just wrote a book on leadership. Uh, the housing, the housing situation in. The Western world, and I'll focus on Canada, and I'll even focus more on Toronto, uh, Frank, has been a brewing of a perfect storm for some time. Um, lack of supply, uh, lots of red tape uh, to build more housing. Um, you know, we are going north with our, with our construction now. Toronto really wasn't built to go north, it was built to go out. Um, that creates all kinds of havoc with infrastructure and upgrading of systems, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, you, we also have about 800,000 foreign students coming into the major urban centers in Canada, uh, bidding up apartments and real estate. Uh, there still remains speak of foreign money in Canada, um, not laundering their money, but placing their money in a safe haven, and yet homes aren't being occupied. I hear them hear of them in my neighborhood, or homes that are being purchased from abroad money, uh, and they're now ending up on Airbnb. Uh, average family, on the other hand, who wants to buy a home has just watched houses housing prices skyrocket uh, beyond their uh, uh, tangible reach. Um, owners were pleased and levered up and bought more because they saw an opportunity to make money. And uh, the threat of, you know, rates are going to go up one day. Rates are going to go up one day. They didn't buy into that threat. Uh, Even the central banks uh, didn't expect to raise interest rates nearly as much as they have when they began raising rates. And you've been paying a lot of attention to that, Jack. So even the central bank doesn't know how far they have to go to tame the lion of inflation, Frank. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the, the lag effect is such. It takes time to work through the system. If you got a five-year mortgage and you just signed up for it, well, you don't have to worry about this for five years. Uh, if you have a five-year mortgage that you took out four years ago, you're starting to sweat. And if you have a mortgage that you've now held for four and a half years, you're perspiring big time. Um, exactly. Let, let's now talk, let's, we'll keep that on the table, but I want to now flip it around to the sellers who do what Jack calls price fixing, uh, anchoring. Anchoring a price. The previous high that they saw their neighbor sell their house for, their home is worth that amount of money. Uh, let's go back to a reset of prices. Um, how much do you think the Toronto real estate has corrected, if any at all, since the rate hike cycle began? Break that down into houses versus condos. Um, and then let's speak about what are the sellers doing with price? Are they adjusting? 
So the, the prices have maintained themselves quite well considering. There was a little bit of a lag at the beginning of the year, and then it, it picked up again. Uh, and I think there's a couple of reasons for that. In his, history, the last 25 years or so, there hasn't been a long period of decline. So everyone thinks no. after a few months it's going to go back up. Correct. So there's that optimism. So uh, we know that that, that, that has, has kind of come through. But now we have people who are saying we don't have to sell. And, and and that may not be the case because you're competing with people who have to sell. So when these mortgage rates uh, affect people and they can't afford to keep their property, they are obligated to sell because they can't afford it. And so you're competing with someone who needs to sell, and that means there's pressure on your home. Right Now, the problem as well on the buy side is even though prices go down, the cost of borrowing has gone through the roof. 40%, 50% higher. We so just buy, about that. buyers can qualify for less. Yeah. Huh. So I had a young person who qualified for five hundred thousand dollars. They went back after the rates went up, and they're they're below five hundred now. Previously, so, they qualified. sorry, before below one hundred. So from five hundred to one hundred. No, really? Yes. They, they, they qualified for five hundred thousand. Same job. Same. Financial. Now they only qualify for one hundred thousand. That's right. That's right. So that's the purchasing. That's power. startling. That's a startling fact. That's a fact. Really? Yes, because you, you the interest well, I rates went up. Yeah, but the rates went up for 40, 50%, we said. The rates went up. Yeah, they went up. But, 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 but to take 80% of their, of, their, of their lending power away for 80? That's what they did. So now when you're wow. going in, you know, you, you're, you can afford less. So less people can afford those properties. Not even So uh, even though the prices come down, the ability to borrow has also come down and the cost of borrowing has gone up. So the ability for buyers is, is diminished and the need for sellers has increased. As this goes forward, you know, as buyers have to renew their mortgages, they should, you know, the best advice I can give anyone who has a mortgage that's coming up in the next two, three years, one year, make sure you understand what you're looking at so you can prepare. Don't wait to the last minute Good because point. if you get caught at the last second, it's going to put undue pressure Start on your family. Start to shop around now. Well, at least look at your options because you either have to increase your income or decrease your expenses or else you're not going to make it. Because hmm. it's, it's not just housing. I mean, we also got into a trap here where we're leasing our vehicles. And that lease is now doubling in price as well when you have to renew your lease. It's not just one thing, grocery, gas. The whole lifestyle has taken on so much, so much more cost that we have less disposable income, causing a tremendous grief on families. And I see families crying when they're calling us, and I'm getting more of those calls. So I'm just sharing out to everyone. They're listen. crying. You get people in tears on the phone? Well, sure. You know, this is, their, this is not an investment. Yes, you're talking about real estate can be a great long-term investment. It's their home. It's, it's shelter. Home, yeah, you just made an excellent point there. I just wanted to highlight it, Frank. You mentioned about the, the marginal seller really setting the price, and that's really a forced seller. And we've often seen that in times of market stress, <laughs> mar times of market bottoms. I'm not saying the real estate market is bottoming. I think it's dealing with a lot of lag effects right now. Um, but the marginal buyer, the marginal seller really sets the price. Good and that forced seller, it they, they do things that you know, out of desperation. No choice. How long do you no typically see uh, a forced seller, how long before they actually sell their home, like in terms of getting behind on their mortgage? You know, the, people hang on. It depends on who you are. But three months, they start to process. They start to sweat. They're calling, and, and, and there's desperation Ooh. out there. Yeah, three months, then it takes a couple of months to take possession. So the, the that's because it's, well, it's, it's their home, Wolf, because you know, they're, the last thing that they're going to want to sell is, is going to be their home. They're going to try the, and Or their cell phone. Um, <laughs> for, Frank, how many clients have you had in the last year that have gotten behind on their mortgage? And, and it hence became there, four sellers. How many? There have been quite a few. What percent? 
Uh, well, it's hard to tell a percentage uh, because we deal with so many clients, and it's not just me. I have my staff, and we have a big organization. Approximately, but we're getting uh, enough to make it. Ra- the radar is there. You know, we're it's hearing people all the time. Absolutely. Which again, Wolf, those guys are going to be setting the price because they have to sell. Uh-huh. So, are these are these rate resets that you're seeing, Frank? Would you say, or are they variable mortgages that have gone up dramatically in the last year, or well, a combination of? The well, two the variable mortgages there. There's two types where the payments don't increase. But they're the ones that the payments increase where the banks have actually, believe it or not, have increased the amortization period to maintain the same payment mm-hmm. in an effort not to call in those loans. Mm-hmm. They can do that up until renewal. But on renewal, there's no longer that opportunity. So you have to go back to the traditional 25, 30-year amortization period. But some of the mortgages are like 90, 100 years amortization just to keep them at the same rate. So but basically, their mortgage is increasing. Uh, Frank, any other... Um newsworthy or noteworthy stories uh, about home transactions that you can share with us? Because you, you, you've shared with a bit of drama. And, uh, well. well, listen, the people who bought uh, you know pre-construction homes where they went in there and they were trying, trying to sell it before it, it came to market, so assignment sales, that was a big thing where people were buying the paper and, and selling it, making money. That's no longer uh, happening as much. People are not as willing to do that. But on top of that, when they bought the property, they knew the mortgage rates were X amount. That was three, four years ago. Well, now when they have to go refinance, they can't afford that property and they can't close. So now it's not only that they can't close on the deal, but now they're liable. People don't realize when you sign a contract, you are personally liable and can be sued. And that can yeah. affect whatever assets you have. And that is you know, something that is really stressful for a lot of families. And, so, and again, what percentage of buyers are in that position, do you think? A lot of people thought real estate was the the, you know, the money train. You know, you just yeah, buy huh? it. I, I know and, that. And, and, and you know, I've been fighting it for a long time with Jack. And, well, and I've been losing the battle. I said, when is there? And it's remarkable because when Jack and I go through a market bear market. Look, the bond market has been in a bear market now for, it's into its third year, yeah, the bond market. Mm-hmm. Stock market, a bear market. Typical bear market without a recession is about 18 months. If you throw a recession in there, it could be up to 24 months. And our bear market began in January of 21. Um, so, uh, you know, we, we, we've run an 18 to 24 month window of, you know, lower prices, then bottom and then new, new highs. Yeah, Your bear markets in the last, as you indicated, in the last three decades have been six months at best. You had a COVID crash, you had a financial crisis crash. That's really the only two. And, and of course, the, the one that stood out to me when I bought my first home, that was the real bear market. That was in 96. Um, 89. 89. 89 so I bought it in 1990. I sold in 96. But, and, but just yeah. so you know, in 89, when the market crashed in April, it went down for five and a half years. The real estate market. It took 13 years to go back to Correct. the same price point. But property values in our market went down 40 to 60%, depending on which. People, people don't know that. They forget well, that. Well, they Canadians, Torontonians yeah. don't think that will ever, ever happen. That's right. Well, again, I just came back from Europe, and uh, the Italians know multi-generational living best. And uh, the youth take care of the elders, and, well, I guess the elders make lasagna. I don't know, but it's a, it's a, be- it's a beautiful thing. Well-fed family. It's a beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> you must watch Sebastian Meniscalco. His grandmother used to make make lasagna. They're coming up from the basement every hour. <laughs> Frank, oh, by the way, Frank, I want to thank you for the uh, uh, shopping bag. Um, it says, we care. Frank Leo and Associates. GetLeo.com. Uh, you know, the, 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 there's an incredible trend. Uh, you, 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 when you shop, you now have to juggle 
uh, bananas uh, and tomatoes and oranges and your pack of meat underneath your arm, um, which means you're, you're probably going to spend less money in the grocery store. Shopping carts are being stolen or they're now charging you for them. Uh, consumers, are we're upside down. Um, so Frank giving out some bags are a good thing. Yes, we have to carry a bag to the grocery store. That's a nice bag you got. And I, uh, I, I very much appreciate that. I'm going to have to get some Wolf on Bay Street uh, uh, shopping bags made up. Uh, it's just the way the world is, my good friends. Uh, Frank, once again, thank you very, very kindly. If you have any questions, of course, about real estate, uh, Frank Leo, um, he's been at it for a couple of weeks. He knows what he's doing. GetLeo.com uh, says his shopping bag. We're going to talk about homelessness next. Um, hey, Frank, homelessness. It's very important. Um, I'm against homelessness. I just try to help everyone have a home. Yes, and uh, may you all have a very, very safe casa. But for those who don't, uh, there's some beautiful charitable organizations out there. Um, uh, Carrie uh, is going to spend some time with us uh, from Vahavata. Uh, she's the executive director. I probably pronounced that wrong. It's a Jewish humanitarian organization dedicated to promoting positive change in the lives of people of all faiths and grounds and backgrounds who have been affected by poverty and homelessness. It's right on my alley. It is indeed. We see it every day here, and I want to uh, see less of it. Uh, so please uh, stay tuned. It's going to be a very, very good interview. They're going to light up the CN Tower um, on September, I think it's the 28th of this weekend, maybe. Yeah, they're lighting up the tower for them. So let's uh, get Carrie on the line. We'll chat with her. It's, uh, it's all about money, and homelessness can be solved with money. Hi-Fi Radio 640 Toronto. Don't go anywhere. There's more Hi-Fi Radio in a moment on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back. Good old Neil Young. Someone said you don't want to see an angry Neil Young. You're not be pretty. Gotta love him. Indeed. Um, just had Frank Leo the line on the line with us. Uh, in studio. We're talking about uh, the difficulties of home ownership. Um, I tell you, uh, not having a place to live is devastating. I could not imagine. Of course, uh, Covenant House is going to be doing their sleep out uh, in November. Uh, our uh, very own Stuart Raftus, uh, Jack. Our, uh, oh, wow. Our, yeah, yeah. Jack's got a big You inspired him. I, I did inspire Stuart Raftus, our president and CEO, uh, director. He's, he's, he changes his title on us, a long, long title. But, uh, he keeps getting promoted. He keeps getting promoted. And, uh, but he, he, he runs Ganaccord, CG Wealth, um, and also their capital markets. And he is going to be sleeping on the streets. Uh, so I've given him the uh, baton. And of course, uh, I will support him and ask you to support him as well. It's the same cause, just uh, he gets to sleep outside and I get to stay warm. I did it, I think, four times, and it is not fun uh, to spend one night. And you're actually amongst friends. Can you imagine doing it by yourself? I couldn't. Scary. It's a scary city at night. Uh, a lot of weirdness goes on in Toronto. You don't see it during the day, but at nighttime, they come out, they go back to their little places where they hang. Uh, Trinity Church by the Eaton Center. If you're bored on a evening and take a walk behind it and see what goes on you'll be you'll, you'll, it'll blow your mind and uh, they actually have a lunch kitchen that they feed uh, a couple hundred people um each and every day but again, i think that was getting shut down it's amazing you know charitable uh activity is so grassroots it just it truly happens at a microcosm level umpteen organizations doing such great work um 
And, you know, Jack and I encourage philanthropic uh, support. Uh, donating of shares is a great way to uh, give money because you get to donate them at the full market value. You don't pay the capital gains tax, and you get yourself a full receipt. Uh, so you win, you save tax, um, and the charity, of course, wins as well. Uh, there's a very, very great organization. Uh, I'm going to do my best to pronounce it correctly. Uh, I probably won't, but I'm going to try. Uh, Kerry Kozarok uh, is the executive director of Viha Hafta. Um, Viha Hafta. Is that correct, Carrie? You got it. I got it. Um, <laughs> you're, so you have a mission, uh, and again, this is in Hebrew, uh, but your mission is, I'm going to get this wrong, uh, Tikkun Olam? Uh, yes, Tikkun Olam. Well, so what does that mean? That's a be- it, it sounds beautiful. So it, it means repairing the world. And it comes from the concept that each of us is put here and each of us is supposed to contribute to making the world a better place than it was before we were here. Sounds good to me. Uh, so what is um, Via Vata up to uh, in September? Something like you lighten up the CN Tower to promote the cause? Please share with yes, us. Yes, on, on October 10th, the CN Tower will be lit up with Ve'ahavta colors, which are yellow, blue, and green. And that is to commemorate World Homelessness Day. How long has World Homelessness Day been around? Homeless Day. I actually said it wrong. It's World Homeless Day. Uh, it's been around since 2010, and it's an international day. And uh, it's actually observed all across the world in dozens of countries. And huh. it's designed really to raise awareness and to bring the spotlight onto homeless individuals who are living in our local neighborhoods. Um, I, I, in your introduction, you were talking about the Bloor Viaduct area, and th- there are I- individuals experiencing homelessness all around the city. Uh, and Vea Hafta operates a mobile outreach van that goes out, uh, two of them actually, that go out around the downtown core, but also in North York and in Scarborough seven nights a week. And, and what do these vans do? So the mobile outreach vans provide basic essential supplies to people who are facing homelessness, and that includes folks who are in shelters, uh, sleeping rough, which is outdoors, uh, and we provide uh, hot meals, clothing, sleeping bags, uh, and overdose prevention supplies to 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 individuals while they're experiencing homelessness. Uh, And then we run a suite of programs that are designed to help people move from where they're at uh, and towards employment and self-sufficiency to bring them off of social assistance and help them become uh, self-sufficient through employment. So World Homeless Day in October is a really important time for us to turn our attention towards people who are facing homelessness because we know what's coming. We know what the weather is going to turn to in a few short weeks after October 10th. The days get shorter, the streets get colder, and the weather is very extreme in Toronto. So to extrapolate, you know, what it feels like when it's cold and misty and rainy to what it what it, the experience of it is when it's minus 10 and 20 that the weather we get in Toronto it helps um, us as as community members to empathize and say like how would I survive how does anybody survive in a city like Toronto with the weather that we have and no housing again it, it's the perfect storm of uh, unaffordable housing rising interest rates rising rents 
uh, immigration that allows for about a million people to come into this country. And I'm not down on immigration. My parents were immigrants to this country. Um, but you, you, I say you cannot invite people to come and live in your country if you can't give them a place to live. Um, it's just it's it's just contradicting itself as far as I'm concerned. Uh, how many um, uh, people do you? I'm going to call them because they are people and they're therefore clients of yours, Carrie, um, you know, the director of Via Havata. Uh, sorry, I'm getting that wrong. I'm trying so hard here, Carrie. But how many people do you service each and every evening with your mobile vans on the streets of Toronto? So in a given year, we're having 60, well, this year we will, we will serve about 62,000 interactions. So we're not individuals. 62,000. We will go out seven nights a week and we're serving in and around uh, 200 to 250 people per night. Um, And so so you have two vans doing this and they they have supplies inside the van and they just drive around the streets. They sort of know where these people are. And so they go looking for the meet and they have a little route and they... Become we their friend. Yeah, we have a route, and folks know where to expect us. They have our outreach van uh, phone numbers, so those with access to a telephone can call and say, "I'm going to be here, uh, I'm going to be there," and they're and they work it out with our outreach workers to meet them in outlying areas. Uh, we have anchor stops where we stop and serve at. Uh, drop-in centers, uh, supervised injection sites, certain areas that are known to have encampments or rough sleepers in the vicinity. Uh, and folks come to know uh, that they can get a hot meal, a caring person, someone who can connect them to other services that are available to help them and make that referral for them. For a lot of the folks that we're serving, our outreach workers are the only touch point that they have with social services. That's sad. Um, do, and I, I do have to wrap here, but uh, you, the, the, the outreach vans, are they, I have this vision that they're actually working at night. Uh, what hours yeah. are up? So from when yeah, to when? They're working between 6 and midnight. 6 and p.m. and midnight. Met, we invite members from the community, ordinary folks. Anybody can come and volunteer on our outreach van anytime they want. All they have to do is go to our website, theahafta.org, and they can sign up to be a volunteer on the outreach van. And it, it's an incredible experience. You make me cry. Oh, Carrie, I hate this conversation, but it's important. So we have to, we have to it have is. it. It's so important. We have it to have is. It. I, I appreciate you having us on the, on the show and talking about World Homeless Day and the night that we're lighting up the night, which is on October 10th. We're asking people to change their social media profile picture and add the World Homeless Day sticker to their social media um, to take a picture of the CN Tower on October 10th with our colors and post it. And also to make a donation to Vea Hafta and other worthwhile charities who are serving uh, people facing homelessness and fighting to solve the problem of homelessness in our city. Friends, if you bought some stock in the last couple of years and it's gone up a whole lot, that's where you want to donate it, as long as it's not in a registered account. If it's just a regular cash account, I encourage you, donate assets that have appreciated. And you can just donate a couple shares if you want. Ideally, you want to sort of donate like over a 1,000 just to deal with a bit of a min aspect of it. But it is the best bang for your buck. Donate stock. Uh, don't forget the cash you donate is an after-tax dollar. But you, both ways, you're going to get yourself a tax receipt. You'll just do better for yourself and can therefore donate more if you donate stock. I'm a stockbroker. What can I say at heart? But uh, you know something? I have a bit of heart and I care about uh, people. 
care about you. Uh, and I love Carrie and her organization, Kozarok, uh, the executive director of Via Vata, um, Jewish uh, humanitarian organization that does gorgeous work. I can't thank you enough, Carrie, for what you do. Thank you. Thanks for having me on and for highlighting this. It, 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 it's my pleasure. It's my duty. It truly is. Hi-Fi Radio, 640 in Toronto. Uh, we're going to speak to an author and a doctor and a uh, leader. man who knows all about leadership skills uh, right after the break. Want to make more money? Stay tuned for more Hi-Fi Radio on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Paperback Well, I will say my next guest did not need a job. No, he's uh, a doctor. Dr. Uh, Kwajo um, Karamatang has joined us. Uh, doctor, shall I say. Uh, he runs the Ottawa Hospital, according to his uh, timeline here that I'm looking at, in his latest paperback he just wrote called Unapologetic Leadership. Uh, I'm reading into it. Is that rude leadership? Doctor, are you there? Hey. Hey. <laughs> we have a little nap? <laughs> no, I, I, sorry, I had trouble hearing. That's uh, okay, my friend. Welcome, Dr. Uh, Kwajo Kermitang, um, doctor at uh, Ottawa Hospital, just wrote a book called Unapologetic Leadership. I'm, I was just asking you uh, sarcastically, does that mean that you're a rude leader? Absolutely. It totally means you're a rude uh, <laughs> person that gets along with nobody and... No, it, no, that's funny. I I did get the gears from some of my my colleagues that were asking, you know, insinuating similar things. But we know your book cover. You look very serious. You look like a very serious man, um, and unapologetic leadership. So it's, it's a very very cool uh, juxtaposed uh, headline. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if if I were to use another way of framing the approach, it would be. It would be being an authentic leader, really looking towards your values, not being overwhelmed with fear and really leaning into courage, especially when it's a time of need or a time of duty. And this really was kind of illustrated during the pandemic when I think a lot of our decisions were were based on fear as opposed to sticking with our values, especially when you think about how we treated our kids, how between some of our marginalized populations or racialized communities. Greatest uh, greatest book I ever read on leadership, Doctor, was by Dale, uh, uh, Dale Carnegie. D- Dale Carnegie. Thank you, Jack. Uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I know you know the book. Um, bestseller forever. It's been, it was written, I think, in the 20s or 30s. It's been published for almost 100 years, and that's the test of time. Um, so, so what motivated you uh, to write this book? And again, um, you're speaking about coming from values, therefore not having to apologize for it. So link the two together for us. Yeah, I mean, what led to the book was essentially I, I just really felt like the leadership was lacking over the course of the pandemic. We were we really let hmm. fear overwhelm us, and and it came across in the messaging, it came across in the policies, it came across on 
how we treated the most vulnerable populations. And and so, yeah, I, I really felt there was a, a need to to speak on this issue because like, the, the other part that bothered me is it was the, the, the example we were setting for our youth. Like, if you were a, in that impressionable age, 17, 18, 19, young adult, and you real, you're seeing the leaders in front of you, like, what example is that? And so I was thinking about my kids as an example. I, I really want them to see that it's important to step up and, and say, do the right thing when, when, when you have a, the opportunity to do so. So that's what really led to the, to the genesis of it. And, and like I said, I really hope this will be a framework for, for those that really want to create change and be impactful, uh, that they could lean on this. And, and I'm also hoping, guys, that once you guys get on top of this book, then maybe I'm going to get on top, rank number one in your eyes, man. Like, oh, let's go. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> leadership is is unbelievable. You know, my partner, Jack, you're a leader, Jack, uh, certainly with your military background and with your coaching skills from hockey. Uh, but when I think of a great leader today, I think of Musk. And I, I'm looking at the back of your book, and here you say true leadership stems from those creating change. Who is creating more change in this world? world today than elon musk um but it gets down to not just creating you have to have action as you say you favor action talk a little bit more about that doctor yeah i mean in my profession i i and i hate to put a lot of people under one brush but a lot of folks that get into medicine are type a personalities there's a, a bit of a fear of shame in 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 medicine and this often prevents people from acting uh, and and putting themselves out there the 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 risk of not appearing to know it all or the risk of having some level of shame and so what i teach my mentees or my uh or anybody that's willing to listen is to 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 act like my whole career path was was predicated on leading on action, not being too caught up on analysis. So as an example, we wouldn't be talking right now if it wasn't for my podcast, which which we set up in a, a matter of 10 days and, and really leaned on that. When we saw kids in our community suffering uh, as a result of the pandemic, we started a charity called Bridges Over Barriers that has raised over $200,000. When we saw- You did that. Uh, well, my team, my team did that. Yeah, yeah. We, we, wow. Yeah, and when we saw the inequities and highlighting the the the, the disparities and in, in systemic racism in healthcare, we started a black mentorship program for youth trying to get into medicine. And we thought this was this year we had three of our mentees get, get into medical school. This was our first round where they got into medical school. So I always say act learn as you go don't fear uh failure and think about think think of failure as a way of learning because there's certainly tons of stuff that we've initiated that didn't didn't get off the ground or wasn't perfect but because we acted and we learned from it we're that much further ahead uh doctor um how can people get your book yeah, you could go uh, Amazon.ca or Amazon.com and, and go Unapologetic Leadership or look up uh, Quadro Caravan Tang. You go to my website, drquadro.ca. 
we're we're uh, you can find us on any of our uh, social media as well. We have it all over there at Quadcast K W A D C A S T. But yeah, we you'll find some of that content. We also have a few courses, including a 28 day reboot to improve the health of our population. But yeah, we're we're trying to really make an imprint on not only leadership but on the the health of of, of Canadians and more. Well, it's, uh, we all do our part in trying to help us all be better people. Uh, our last guest, of course, uh, wants to repair the world, uh, Dr. Uh, Kwajo Kermatang. Uh, he, too, wants to see people uh, instill action. Uh, again, friends, you want to build wealth and build a safety net around yourself. Take action. you got to wake up, get educated, go to work, put some money aside, and repeat. Get better and be a good person, spread some love. And, well, if you don't necessarily uh, spread the love physically, then you can always do it with your uh, checkbook. And, again, also donate stock. Uh, It's better to give than receive. That is the truth. It's wisdom. Uh, And, Doctor, you're going to agree with me on that one, right? It's better to give than receive. A hundred percent. And I appreciate your message about about not only acting and, and generating your own wealth, but also giving to others. It's it's uh, one of the true tickets to happiness. I agree. I love you, man. That was great work. Uh, friends, have yourselves a lovely weekend. Any questions, please, WolfgangKlein.com, TheWolfOnBayStreet.com. Jack and I are more than happy to spend time with you, and we are delighted that you spent some time with us this Saturday night. You have a great weekend, and we will be with you next Saturday right here on 640 Toronto. You've been listening to Hi-Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hardhill, portfolio managers at Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management. For questions about today's show or any questions about money, email Wolf and Jack at WolfgangKlein.com. Hi-Fi Radio, for the love of money. Join us again next week. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.